Welcome to Equus Farm Call. We take horse owners along with us to discuss important topics on equine health and care with industry experts. Today, you're in for a treat because we're talking to Dr. Ann Dwyer about equine eyes. Equus Farm Call's podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Fine, the makers of Weight Builder Equine Weight Sullivan. Horses with a high caloric demand can be hard to keep weight on. When your horse needs help maintaining weight, Incorporating fat into his diet can safely add calories without the risk of digestive upset. Weight Builder Equine Weight Supplement contains 50% fat with no sugar added to help maintain optimal weight and body condition. One daily scoop provides high-fat calories rich in omega-3 fatty acids to promote a healthy skin and glossy coat and deliver a calming energy for performance. Ideal for performance horses, mature horses, underweight horses, and seniors. I'm Kim Brown, group publisher of the Equine Health Network. Dr. Dwyer's retired from practice at Genesee Valley Equine Clinic in New York. She started Genesee Valley when she earned her veterinary degree from Cornell in 1983. And during her career, she pursued her passion and interest in equine ophthalmology. She lectures nationally and internationally and has published multiple veterinary papers and book chapters on equine eyes. In 2012, she was named an honorary member of the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmology. She served as the 2013 president of the American Association of Equine Practitioners. Thank you, Dr. Dwyer, for joining us on Equus Farm Calls to talk about horse eyes. I'm happy to be here. Okay, now, there are so many things in a horse's environment that can cause issues to our horse's eyes. But how do we, as owners, know that a horse has an ophthalmic emergency? Well, sometimes it's very obvious because one thing that really strikes terror in all horses, horse owners' hearts is an eyelid tear. And nobody's going to miss one of those because when those happen, uh, the eyelid can literally be dangling. And sometimes a horse will have some facial trauma, which um, may or may not be obvious, but if you ever have a horse that comes in with a nosebleed, uh, that's one of the first things I would suspect that there might be trauma to the skull around the eye. Um, Often, uh, especially in the summertime during insect season, a horse will come in with a very swollen, closed, and possibly tearing eye. Again, that's something that you would not, uh, not miss. And finally, there may be a change in appearance of the eyeball itself. There may be an area on the eye that looks white, yellow, blue, or red. And any of those things are abnormal, and those would warrant an exam. So what are the most common emergencies in the eye in, in horses? Well, first of all, you need to know that eye, eye emergencies are extremely common. We actually counted them up in our practice. Uh, we have uh, between four and five veterinarians working in our practice, and we found that we had about 100 eye emergencies per year. Uh, and we also did see an uptake in these in the number of emergencies during the fall months, and this is in the Northeast. So July to October, we see, oh, um, twice as many eye emergencies as we do the rest of the year. Uh, the common emergencies that would prompt an urgency, urgent visit are three uh, different things. 
Um, overwhelmingly, the number one ocular emergency is a corneal ulcer, which means a, a wound or a tear or a hole on the clear um, membrane that is the entrance to the eye. Uh, of 557 eye emergencies that were these three top things, we had 380 of those over a period of six years. So you can do the math. They're very common. Uh, the next most common emergency was an acute swollen eyelid. And some of the time that was a very minor problem and some of the time that was a very serious problem. Um, but basically what the owner saw was just a, an eye that, that looked like it had been in a boxing match. And we had 120 of those. Um, and then the third most common eye emergency was one of these dreaded eyelid tears. And we had 57 of those. And uh, those are a fairly big deal to repair. They're expensive. They're very frightening. And uh, a little later on, I'm going to give you a tip on how a horse owner can avoid having one of those emergencies. After the three big three, the big three um, list, there's a long list of less frequent problems um, like um, equine ERU, uveitis, glaucoma, a foreign body in the eye, a fracture of the skull near the eye, an abscess in the cornea, but those are much rarer. Yes. My horse, and I actually had a horrible eyelid tear on a horse once, so it scared the bejeebers out of me. <laughs> but so if my horse, if I say, oh, my gosh, this this is needs to be done, something needs to be done about it. But what can I do? Because I know eyes and horses don't want you fooling with them, especially if they're hurt. What can I do to make the barn a good place for my vet to examine and treat my horse? Well, a few things here. First of all, an eye emergency, if you see one of those things that I just mentioned, it is a true emergency. It really should be seen on the same day. And you shouldn't reach into your medicine cabinet and see that eye ointment that you had for Fluffy from last year and put any of that in the eye. You should just call and schedule a visit. Um, secondly, uh, there's going to be at least a little bit of time until your veterinarian gets to your barn. And there's a lot you can do in the stable environment to make the exam uh, go as well as possible. And none of it costs anything, but it will really help if you do these things before they get, the vet gets there. The veterinarian is going to need a dark and uncluttered area that's free of junk. And that can be anything from um, a wash stall to a stall, regular stall to just a barn aisle. Um, but clear the junk away. Imagine you need you need an exam room just like you might uh, with your with your dog or cat at the small animal vet. So create that and uh, it does need to be able to be made dark. And so if there are windows or doors around, make sure that those doors can be shut. You might want to drape the windows with a stable blanket or anything you can find to shut out the light. Uh, I usually, in a serious eye problem, prop the horse's head up on some sort of a bale table. Um, and so if you have a few bales of shavings or hay, uh, throw those down enough you can stack up and get the horse's head at chin level. And um, 
if it's hay, uh, have a blanket too, so they don't try to eat it. And then it's, um, uh, it's very handy to have space to set up equipment on. Your vet might bring in folding tables, but I love it when there are tack trunks or some kind of a level surface around that I can spread out all my equipment on. So I also know based on my own experience and, and the horses that I've been around, our problems are often really painful. And the horse may not want you to get near his head. So how, how do veterinarians manage to examine a horse that really is saying, no, don't get close to that, it hurts? Don't worry about that all. We speak softly, but we carry big drugs. So with any, any horse that uh, doesn't want you near the, the eye, one of the first things we're going to do is sedate that. Uh, and after we sedate the horse, we also know how painful these conditions will be. So we usually numb the areas around the eye, which just involves a simple injection into the skin, very much like numbing a tooth before a, dent a dentist uh, works on your mouth. Um, so we take care of that, and then we may put a little bit of um, local anesthetic, topical anesthetic, right on the surface of the eye. So we have many ways we can make the exam very comfortable and safe and are able to do a thorough job. Tell me what to expect as a horse owner if my vet comes and has to examine the eye. What, what are they going to look at, and what happens if it's like you mentioned before that the horse has not only got something wrong with its eye or its eyelid, but some other parts of the head have been injured. Um, the eye exam is pretty much the same no matter what the underlying problem is. So uh, with your eye, with your horse that had the eyelid tear that you mentioned, um, of course I would do whatever I needed to do to repair the eyelid, but I'd also want to make darn sure that that eyeball underneath there was okay. And even if the horse had an obvious problem in one eye, I'd want to make sure that I examined the other eye very closely uh, to, to see if there was anything going on there and also for comparison. So there is a, it's kind of like a pilot getting ready to fly a plane. There's a whole little checklist we run down and it also includes the whole horse. We're going to do a quick little exam to see if we, anything else is going on in the, in the horse or it has a fever or anything like that. And we're going to test how the, uh, basically the controls work. We're going to do some tests with lights and touching the eyelids and that sort of thing to make sure that the signals from the brain going to the eye work in both directions. Um, and then once we have that eyelid um, or that, that eye in a comfortable place, um, we will not only inspect the area on the outside of the eye and the scalp, the skull, uh, feel the skull underneath the area around the eye, then we'll start looking at the eyeball itself. And looking at the eyeball involves a variety of um, instruments. Uh, some veterinarians have simple instruments. Some veterinar veterinarians have very uh, complicated instruments like you'd have at your own eye exam. But um, even with simple instruments, we're able to assess every single layer of that very complicated structure. And we're going to do the exam before we do anything else. And we're going to make sure we, we look at both eyes. So let me ask, I know that sometimes I've, I've watched veterinarians and you know, they'll do some different kinds of exam. And one of them's called the menace, which I always thought was kind of a kind of scary name, but it's not. It's just to check the reflexes, right? 
Yes, the menace is a fairly crude test, but it's basically to try to assess whether the horse can see. And so um, uh, what we will do is usually um, we try not to give the horse any clue like an air current hitting their eye, but we will take a cotton ball or maybe um, a, a hand that's a little bit away from the eye and, and just threaten the horse a little bit and see if it reacts to that stimulus. Um, so that's what a menace test is. Okay. okay. I, 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 you heard the name of it a lot and I just wondered what it was. So is there any other tests that you want to explain to horse owners that, that your veterinarian you should expect them to do? We will be taking a bright light and shining that at the pupils and your own um, eye doctor will do the same thing. And what we're, we're testing is whether the pupils constrict in response to light. And that tells us a lot about whether the signal of the light from the outside is going all the way into the brain, being registered and going back to the eye and creating that, uh, that constriction. Let's, let's just walk through some of the common problems and let's, let's maybe start with the outside of the eye and work our way inward. So, so what are some of the most common emergencies that affect the eyelids and the areas around the eye? Um, as I mentioned before, occasionally a horse will come in with a nosebleed, and in my experience, uh, the most common cause of a nosebleed is roughhousing, where the horse has traumatized the sinus, and all of the sinuses are in the anatomical area that surrounds the eye, and the bones over the sinus are very, uh, very fragile, <clears throat> and if they, uh, if they kind of cave inwards, you may not see too much on the outside, but you'll generally see a nosebleed. Um, so that is something where I would, would look at, the, at, at that area as well as the eyeball itself very, very carefully. The acute eyelid swelling that, uh, that we mentioned in the beginning, um, that is um, most of the time that is a really simple, easy to treat problem. Most of that time that's just some kind of a allergic reaction to an insect. Um, and it'll be better in 24 to 48 hours with very simple treatment. However, acute severe eyelid swelling can also indicate a really serious problem with the, the eyeball inside. And the challenge is the fact that the swelling is so major, it's really hard to see in there and know exactly what's going on. So we would do some diagnostic tests, um, mostly actually with that light that we would shine in to see if the pupil, uh, how the pupil is doing uh, to determine whether uh, it was a simple problem or a serious problem. And then the third thing I would mention is just what you mentioned before, an eyelid tear. And here's where I would like to tell your, in, your, your listeners that if they tonight go out to their barn and do one simple thing, they can have a 90% chance that they will never have an eyelid tear with their horse. And that one simple thing is to go out and look at every single bucket that's in every single stall. And, uh, you know, a bucket has a metal handle and it goes through some little circles that meet the rubber or the plastic part of the, the truck. The, 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 the bucket to hold it up and that little that that metal handle is shaped like a j at the bottom and it may or may not have a little rubber cover over the j part 
over time, you know, the tractor hits the bucket or the horse rubs its butt on it or whatever, that J often gaps. And if that J gaps, the horse is very prone to itching its eye ocular area, especially in the summertime on that handle. And they go down and they catch their eyelid in that little J and then horses being horses, they pull back and nearly rip their eyelid off. So the fix for this couldn't be simpler duct tape or electrical tape or any kind of tape, just tape up that gap. And I can absolutely guarantee you that you will reduce your incidence of eyelid tears by at least 90% because that's what most of them are caused by. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, a great tip. So just go do it. Uh, after I did my mare and she had to have, you know, Basically, hers was bad enough. We had to knock her down to fix it. So it, it is well worth your few minutes of time to do that. So thank you, Dr. Dwyer, for reminding us of that. Because we always buy new buckets and forget. So yeah. So let's talk about the globe, the eyeball itself. So what eye is the most common emergency that affects the surface, the cornea of the eye? Well, that's a real easy answer. That's corneal ulcers. And if you'll remember the statistic I quoted in the beginning, they they are responsible for over 80% of our eye emergencies. And a corneal ulcer is uh, some kind of a defect in the layers of, of this clear window into the eye. Some of them are very shallow and very simple. Some of them are very serious and, and very deep. Some of them are infected, some of them aren't. Um, there's a variety of different types of corneal ulcers, but they are the most common. Okay. okay, so what kind of diagnostics will be done when the veterinarian comes to the farm to see what's going on and, and what has to be done to that cornea to, to make it heal? Well, first of all, they're going to sedate the horse and make, make the eye region numb so it doesn't bother the horse to be examined and then um well it's a wound like any wound and so we're going to clean it up we're probably going to take some uh sterile q-tip type instruments and um and uh clean clean the area to make sure that if there's any um, plant material in there it's out and while we're at it we will also take some of the material from that wound and put it on a microscope slide so that we can examine it back at, when we get back to our lab at our clinic. And when we examine it, we'll try to determine exactly what it was that um, caused that, that problem and maybe what's going on in terms of any infection or any other complications. Uh, in order to tell whether there is a corneal ulcer or not, there is a very simple diagnostic test called fluorescein stain, which uh, just involves putting a little bit of, um, uh, of stain on the surface of the eye. It's very mild. It doesn't hurt them at all, but it'll light up any area where the surface is disrupted. And I am a big one to uh, use photography on every single um, ulcer that I look at because that way when I go out and check it later on, I know um, whether it's getting better or, or 
numbers getting worse. Um, as I mentioned, we will be looking at that microscope slide back at the clinic. Um, and we will, once we see what's going on, we may have left some treatment at the call in order to get the horse started on treatment. But if we find things on our microscopic exam that tell us we need additional or different medications, I will get a hold of that owner and say, hmm, we got to change a little bit. This is what I found on my exam. Good tip. So if your vet calls you back and says, hey, we need to try something a little different, that would be why. So it wasn't not second guessing, it's more testing. Exactly. Okay, so is there anything else that, you know, what, what kind of topicals might you use and what might you have to do if there is an ulcer in the eye? Uh, we would pretty much always want to make sure that the pupil is dilated with a drug called atropine. And that is because the pupil can scar down if it's if it is constricted, secondary to an ulcer. And also a uh, constricted pupil is an indication of pain. And if we can block that source of pain, we're helping the horse. So we're pretty much always using atropine. We're usually using some kind of non-steroidal to help the horse's pain overall. That would be, banamine would be the most uh, com common one, sometimes bute or um, uh, equiox. Uh, that depends on the horse's general health. And then our topicals uh, that would be to try to help that ulcer heal um, by not interfering with uh, something that would um, block the normal healing process would depend on the on the cause of the ulcer. Um, if it was an infected ulcer, we would need to know is it a bacterial or a fungal infection, and we would use. Um, appropriate anti-infectives. Occasionally, it may be related to some kind of immune reaction in, 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 which, in which situation we need um, other types of um, medications that may influence the immune response. And a really serious ulcer often um, goes into a situation called melting, um, where the the actual tissue um, in the middle of the of the cornea starts to just melt and turn to uh, to jelly. And in that case, we may use something that will counteract the melting. And the most common thing we use for that. Um, believe it or not, is the horse's own blood products, the serum. So your vet may take uh, blood tubes while they're there at the call and then process that back at their at their office and then deliver to the owner um, yellow serum that can be uh, applied to the surface of the eye. That's interesting. So what happens if, if there's been a, if there's a foreign body in the eye? Because I know there's a lot of different weeds and so forth that can get in the eyes. What happens then? Uh, well, we would like to get it out. Um, and sometimes you can see it. I have had situations where horses have actually had little splinters uh, rubbing on a fence or something in the eye or a piece of uh, plant in there. But the veterinarian has to be very careful that their attempts to get that foreign body out don't inadvertently 
push that foreign body into the eye. So if you were getting a splinter out of your hand, you'd probably dig at it with a needle, uh, but that would be something a little scary to do on the eye. Um, so the, usually the very first thing we, we try to do in order to get a foreign body out is literally just flush it, flush it, flush it with very um, high powered stream of fluid. Usually I'll take sterile saline and mix maybe a little bit of betadine in it for antisepsis. And I'll put that in a syringe and put my tiniest needle on the end of the syringe, break the needle off so that I just have a blunt hub and use it like a squirt gun. It's actually one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> and often that creates just enough of a, of a squirt gun propulsion type um, action that uh, the foreign body actually is flushed out backwards. If that doesn't work, there are some instruments I can use. But if I'm afraid I'm going to push something into the eye and I can't and something really is stuck, I might need to refer it to a hospital where they can do it surgically. Okay, so, so one thing we might want to consider is that if your veteran comes to your property and feels like there is something that they can't handle on the farm, they might refer it. So expect that if you're an owner, right? Exactly, exactly. Especially if you have a really serious infected corneal ulcer that's deep, that we're worried it might rupture. Because if uh, if the eye ruptures, most of the time in a horse, that's game over. The horse is going to lose the eye. And also, some of these problems just require such intense treatment. It's not it's not possible for the owner to give all that treatment just on a practical basis. And the hospitals are able to do it round the clock. It's not cheap, but it may save the eye. Right. So horse owners, just you know, be prepared if that. That might be one of your options is to have the horse move. So anyway, let's move on inside the eye. So inside the globe of the eye, and you've told me that's called the intraocular space. So what problems are seen there and what do you do to figure them out and treat them? The most common cause of equine blindness is a condition that um, in the old uh, books was called moon blindness, but we veterinarians call it equine recurrent uveitis. Your horse is at increased uh, risk for this disease if it is a, um, an Appaloosa or really any of the spotted breeds. And you may also be at increased risk for this disease if you live near a river valley as I do because there's a bacterial infection called leptospirosis that's common in, in areas like Central Europe or upstate New York or any of the river valleys in the U.S. Uh, that's responsible for some of these, these cases. Um, and uveitis, if it is really severe, will cause the horse to uh, hold its eyes shut in, in severe pain. So we see some of the cases on an urgent emergency basis and some of the cases we see on more of a just a regular exam basis because they may cause a little less pain, just a little less squinting, and we pick it up on a routine exam. Um, 
This is one more reason why if your horse comes in with its eye halfway shut, you definitely want to schedule an exam. If I had a horse that I thought had uveitis, I'd want to look at it really, really, really carefully with my microscopic um, flashlight uh, because some of these cases that initially you think are uveitis actually have an abscess within the cornea. And the treatment you use for an abscess within the cornea is diametrically opposite to the treatment you use for um, uh, regular uveitis. So you want to make sure to discriminate those two things. Um, sometimes we will see a horse that the owner calls up and they say, oh, my horse's eye looks like a robin's egg. It's very blue. Um, and that is a serious um, indication that the horse may have glaucoma, which is a common uh, complication of the horses that uh, develop this equine recurrent uveitis. Uh, and sometimes the glaucoma can get so severe that the corneal will actually blister. So if we had that going on, we would want to measure the pressure inside of the eye with a special instrument. And we don't want to take pictures and we'd want to um, try to get things under control. Glaucoma is a serious problem that we don't usually fix, but we may be able to preserve vision for a a little while if we treat it aggressively. Okay, and then some equine eye emergencies can actually threaten the sight. And I remember that my friend had a horse with a corneal ulcer that required weeks of really intense treatment. So what, what can veterinarians do to make home treatment as simple and safe as possible when, when the owner has to treat the eye for weeks at a time? Well, first of all, you want to make sure that you diagnose the problem very carefully so that your, your treatment is as tailored as possible to the cause of the problem. So if it seems like the veterinarian is making a big deal of doing this test and that test, when they come to assess your, your corneal ulcer, you should be very happy with that because that, that's what they're doing in order to choose the best treatment. But then you have to get that treatment in. And we all know what it's like to handle a horse, even a normal horse around the eye, but a painful horse, it is impossible to treat if it needs intense treatment with just topical ointments. So fortunately, we have a little device. It's called a subpalpebral lavage tube. Uh, it's, a, it's a tube that runs through the up. Uh, the eyelid, sometimes the upper eyelid, sometimes the corner of the lower eyelid. Um, and then it's sewn uh, to the face. And then the, the tube runs down the horse's mane to an area near the withers where there's a little tiny port. And that port can uh, accept a needle and syringe that is used to deliver medication. So basically the medication is squirted into the port down by the, the, the withers and it travels up the tube and then drips onto the tear film that coats the eye. And it's very, the horse doesn't even know it's there. It's simple to put in, but it's quite expensive to put in. So um, owners sometimes are reluctant to give us permission to do this. But in the long run, it's, it's money well spent because um, it's often the only way you can get an intensive um, medication schedule delivered to that eye. And it is not unusual in a really serious eye problem, of which we don't have too many, um, but some of them are 
for us to prescribe four or five medications to go in uh, every treatment um, uh, episode and that we, we may ask the owner or the hospital to treat that horse five or six times a day. So that you can imagine that's 30 medications going in per day. You, you need some kind of an aid. Yeah, my, my mayor, the, the same mayor when I had to treat her, she unfortunately, she was a great big mayor, but she was very compliant. But I've seen other horses where basically I have seen the owners be lifted up by the horse's head and carried yeah. when they're trying to put ointment in. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you think you get it in there. Um, yeah. a, a compliant horse like your horse, that's great. But they are the exception, not the rule. And yeah. uh, lots of times I've seen owners think they're getting medication in and, and they're, God bless them, they're trying their best, but it's not really getting where it needs to go. And you need a pretty intense treatment schedule to get ahead of these really severe problems. Fortunately, uh, only a small percentage of the, of the eye problems we see end up being this severe. But the ones that get severe are the ones that people wait to call on. So if I have a closing um, <laughs> coda, it's if you think your horse has an eye problem because it's showing one of the signs we discussed, do try to call for uh, an soon as possible appointment. Okay. And I mean, there's so much more we could talk about, but I think at this point we're going to... Uh, let Dr. Dwyer go because I know she has some other uh, things that she has to get to. And we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on the podcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor for um, Farnham for sponsoring the, uh, us to be able to bring this information to you. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can send me an email to kbrown, that's the letter K Brown at equinenetwork.com. Equus Farm Calls is a production of the Equine Podcast Network and entity of the Equine Network, LLC.